Hello, my sweet baby pumpets. Welcome back to another episode of the Bravo Games podcast. We are turning reality TV into fantasy sports. Join us, won't you? Uh, anyway, wow. <sighs> wow. Hi. What an episode of VPR we had this week. I mean, Allie hides in a car. Sheena makes all of her screamo dreams come true, and Sandoval throws himself his own emo night, aka the saddest birthday party of all time. As our guests so eloquently put it this week, the vibes were in shambles, and boy were they ever. Points were earned, points were lost. It was truly just a bloodbath. Uh, we loved every second of it. Speaking of our guest, uh, it's a goodie. This week, Michelle and I are joined by another valued member of our league with Team Cosmopolitans. There are claps in between those. It's like, but I'm holding a microphone, so I can't clap. So you'll just have to put the claps in where you see fit. Um, but anyway, one half of that team is Mr. Matt Kapler. He joined us this week. He was so funny. He had so many hot takes, delicious insights. We even get a tiny cameo up front from his teammate slash wife, Sarah Coates, who will definitely be joining us at some point. Truly cannot wait for that. She is an absolute American treasure. Um, so you're lucky to get just a breath from her this week. Uh, anyway, it was a really fun episode. It's a little bit long. We just had so much fun talking to Matt. I just never wanted it to end. Uh, also, you know, he may venture into a career in men's fashion designing after this podcast recording. So that's super exciting. We're making art. We're changing lives. Ah, blessed be. Thank you for joining us once again. And as always, you know, we talk about points throughout, but for a detailed list of scores and points and everything earned and lost this week, as well as just anything you need to join us and play along, go to thebravogames.com. Uh, it really does make this show more fun to turn it into a silly game. It raises the stakes. It just kind of, it makes it fun. Michelle is scoring for several leagues right now, and that number just keeps growing. We even had some people find us on Instagram, and they're playing solo. So shout out to them. That's exactly the thing to do. You can draw characters out of a hat, whatever you want to do. You don't need a group of friends. You can just play along. You can hop in anytime. So if you're doing that, send us your team name. We'll definitely shout you out on the Instagram and also on the podcast. Uh, everyone's coming up with such creative names. It's been really, it's been really fun. It's so stupid, but so fun. Uh, all right. I think that I have done enough rambling. I'm not going to apologize for anything in this intro, which I know is shocking because I've done it in every other single intro, which by the way, there's only been three episodes. So I guess I've done it twice or something. But anyway, stay tuned. I'm sure there will be plenty for me to atone for for next week. Thank you guys for being here. Um, we're having a blast. We're glad that you're joining us. So let's get into the episode. This is Vanderpump Rules Season 11, Episode 2, The Ultimate Betrayal. Notice your sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have a bonus goldie. Hi. I love oh, you. Oh, hang on. I got my headphones hooked up. Let's. Esteemed, yes. Okay, go ahead. Hi. Hello, I love you. You guys look beautiful. Matt's so excited. Hi, he was nervous all day. Yeah. There's Goldie. That's <laughs> true. We're hanging. Yeah. You, are you guys in the same room? No. In the no. same house? No. 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 Well, we're, we're high tech today. <laughs> no, we're going to try this out. Hopefully it all gets recorded. Oh, she can't. It will. Us, yeah. I have faith. Great it's going to be great. I'm so Thank proud. You. Love you. I just started recording because why not? Yeah. When you get like a cameo like that, you, you can't not be recording. Babies. We have to have babies. 
the celebrity celebrity appearance. Exactly. We're all just here trying to impress Sarah. That's <laughs> every day. I wake up. I'm Everyone. like. Okay, well, are you guys ready? Should we just get right into it? I already started recording. Okay. (laughs) Okay, great. Michelle, are you ready as well? Ready. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to... (laughs) (laughs) We're so good at this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bravo Games. Thank you for joining us. Michelle can't stop laughing, so we know we're having a good time. Um, I'm Christina Laske. I'm joined, as always, by the majestic point master herself, Michelle Morrow. Hi, Michelle. What's going on? I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk to you about this week. I've had to wait days. This week, we'll literally be discussing everything about the Vanderpump Rules Season 2, no, Season 11, Episode 2, The Ultimate Betrayal. And we are so lucky today because we have yet another just banging guest this week, like truly a top tier member of our league, a major player, a mover, a shaker, a family man, one half of the dynamic duo that is Cosmopolitans. Please welcome to the show, Matt Kapler. Yay! Hello, yay! yay. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were throwing a curveball. I was like, we can talk about season two. Season two is incredible. We can talk about that if you want. I think you actually texted me uh, that it's your favorite season of reality TV of all time. I think I think you could make that argument for sure. It's got everything. It's got lies. It's got twists. It's got fights. It's got. I mean, there was even a callback to season two in this episode. Yep. Oh, the Christian ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but that was that too. That was that was later though. The James stuff that would have been like. I guess it would. Have, I guess technically that would happened like between seasons two and three. I think. I thought Kristen and Jack's cheating during watching Drive was between two. It was two and three. That was during two. I think Kristen and Jack's hooking up was was season. That was like the art. That was the main thing in season two, and her just lying about it all season long. And then just casually revealing it is my favorite part. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We did do it one time. And then later she's like, okay, it was twice. (laughs) 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 Gotta love Kristen. You got me. Just digging the hole. Yeah. So you and our dear friend, Sarah, you guys are are married and you have a baby and whatever, but more importantly, you're on a team together. That's right. You guys were second draft pick at the draft, and you were not there in person, but you were there in spirit. So can mm-hmm. you guys take me through how the draft went for you, how you guys made your choices, and then tell remind us who's on your team? Okay, so my team is the Cosmopolitan, the Cosmopolitans. You yes. have to say it like that because it's yep. spelled phonetically with the emoji. Um, <laughs> my team is Ariana Maddox, um, Strong Dan Y, her boyfriend. And Spooky Joe, who has yet to appear on the, who has, uh, who has yet to appear on the show, but I have high hopes. She's spooking around. She's definitely spooking around. She's going to have a big scene. You know, you know, you'll count on her later. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. (laughs) So was there much discussion between you and Sarah of like, okay, if we get like first, second pick, we're definitely going Ariana. Would you, do you want to pick somebody else? Like what was the deal with that? Yeah, um, so we we got second pick, which we were stoked about. Um, I think we were fully prepared for Ariana to go first. We didn't even really discuss that. We were like, Ariana's going first. There's no question. We were we were prepared to pick Sandoval. 
he was going to be oh, our wow. first pick. We were shocked <laughs> we thought, that Sandoval went first. Everyone yeah. was really shocked in the moment. Same. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I mean, he's certainly not a bad pick, like, um, and we were going to be very happy with him, but we did not think Ariana would drop to number two. So when the first pick was yeah. Sandoval, we were like, oh, okay, well, Ariana it is. Let's do it. <laughs> and what drove your other... What about your other draft choices? Well, being that it was a snake draft, I, like when we got into the second and third people on our team, it was more sort of like, I mean, at that point, you're kind of wanting, you're kind of trying to pick a dark horse, right? You're like, who who's going to surprise us with how much screen time they get? Um, Strong Dan, uh, we obviously thought like, oh, maybe he'll get some hookup points because he's dating Ariana, obviously, um, if he leaves New York and comes to LA is my hope. Um, and then Joe, Joe was like sort of our, our Joe was really our dark horse pick. Cause we really don't even know how much she'll even be in this season, but we were like, maybe. And if she is, we know that like, she'll ha- immediately have some beef and, and that she'll be dating Schwartz. So yeah, it felt like a good, it felt like a good, you know, support. We might player. find some, some scandal out about her too. You know, like something from before, maybe there was a cheating instance. Who knows? Like you could, Mm -hmm. you know, you could lose points for that one though. Yeah. She's definitely going to get in the mix. She's going to get in the mix. That's true. Losing, losing point. I admittedly like the, the stuff that like takes points away from you is probably not something that I factored into my (laughs) decision making when I chose my team, but it's okay. But okay. the good news is, is that no, no one on your team, I don't think, is going to be making amends to Sandoval anytime soon. So you, yeah. you're not going to lose those crucial points that the rest of us are really, really uh, <laughs> hanging on by a thread there with our teammates right. kind of being a little nicer to Sandoval than I was anticipating. Yeah, it's the whole like the whole um, the whole the, the I mean, I understand like, you know, the storyline has to go somewhere. It can't just be. It can't just be like, now this is what it is forever. So I, I guess I, I see why you see a little bit of a redemption, like a hint of maybe a redemption arc for at, at, the, very least for, at least the very least for Schwartz, if not Sandoval. Um, but, you know. Well, Sandoval, knows? you know, he's, he's or, I mean, uh, Schwartz is going in with some style, you know, like he's bringing gifts to everybody. He's going full Libra. He's like, how do I make peace here? He is like fully, he, he had the olive branch from Sheena this episode. Like he like really shot it. I was very concerned for Schwartz and, you know, just his character in general because, well, because of the bugs, really. Like that was very concerning, you know, no go part. So you know, he, but you know, you you never know with this game. I feel like everybody that was on the top is on the bottom this week. You know, I'll tell you what I, we can, you know, we can get into it in a bit, but I, this might be the most concerned I've ever been for Schwartz. And that's really saying something. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. And that's, that's tough to hear. It's tough to say, I'm sure. It's and tough it's to watch. It's tougher to hear. And it's yeah. really tough yeah. to watch. Yeah. Now, how can you give us a little bit of a history on how you came to Bravo Vanderpump? Were you watching before you were with Sarah? Did Sarah get you into it? Like what happened there? Uh, Sarah got me into it. Um, Sarah got me into just Bravo in general. Um, I think she was a Housewives fan first and we watched um, we watched Beverly Hills. I think I think Beverly Hills is what she introduced me to that I, I got into that. And I think like it's really not difficult to get like these shows are 
captivating. They really are. <laughs> it's really not hard to get into them. Um, yeah, you hang around in the background long enough, it'll it'll capture you for sure. Yeah. I've never met a man that has a wife or girlfriend that watches that doesn't like linger in a doorway a little too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or laugh. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's hard. Come back in eating like mid something, you know, they're just casually walking in, just checking in. Like, right. They're not watching. The they're just in yeah. the room. Of yeah. course. And there's nothing you can do about it. Secondhand fandom. <laughs> Well, and now you're officially one of us, so we're so yeah. Excited. And then we watch, and then I, I didn't actually, I, I don't think I saw. I think I started on season two. I don't think I saw season one. I started on season two, and season two was just a banger of a season. Man, it was so good. It reminded me of like old school real world when I was in high school, and it was like <laughs> you don't like you don't know what's gonna happen. Like you can't. It doesn't feel formulaic. It feels really chaotic and 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 crazy. And you're great. like really in now, like. You've got the shirt and everything. You've got the merch on. Yeah, Matt is wearing an every night is VPR night. Night spelled wrong both yeah. both times, which is my favorite part <laughs> right. of the shirt. Which I don't I think is this is this emo night merch? It might be. Yes. It or is. if it's just regular merch. No, it's emo night merch. Are you wearing your eyeliner? Yeah, I think it's emo night. I wish. Eyeliner? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sad as fuck emo makeup. Okay. So <laughs> Um, before we dive into the episode, there was a lot happening in the VPR podcast space this week. And as I've said before, I am, I take this job as seriously as a surgeon takes his job. And I listen to every single one of these fucking podcasts. Everybody who's on VPR, who has ever been on VPR seems to have a podcast all of a sudden. We've got like, I don't know what we're doing clogging this space. It is, it is lush. We've got Ali on Sheena's podcast talking about astrology. We've got Tom Sandoval as a first guest on Billy Lee's whatever she's doing. Oh. We've got Schwartz on Jax's podcast. We've got Assistant Anne launching her own podcast with the former Vile Files producer. We've got Sheena, oh, wow. Raquel, Lala, Jax, Kristen. They all have podcasts and they're all <laughs> talking about this show still. It is- And Raquel. And Raquel. Well, how could I forget Raquel? She's rogue. <laughs> and so it's it's many hours and I listen to pretty much all of them. Katie. I mean, truly all of them. Oh, Yeah. So which one, which one's, which one's the best, which like, which one's rising to the top for you? To be honest, the most enjoyable to listen to, and we're talking just this week. So I'm not counting yeah. the Tom's on Vile Files because that was incredible uh, content. Yeah. <laughs> but this week, honestly, I really enjoyed listening to Allie on Sheena's podcast talk about astrology. <laughs> I like Allie. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. She's oh my chill. God. She would not go in that party and I respect it. I know, waiting in the car, like what a move. And so smart to stay yeah. in good graces with the girls. Like she's done her homework. She knows how to get in there. She's ran all the birth charts, you know. She knows everybody's everybody's stars. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that she's ever going to get into the drama though? Like I wonder if she's just kind of, kind of, I guess James is drama enough for the both of them, but. <laughs> I could see it. I mean, I I think like she quite what well, like last season was like her first season, right? Yep. So it's yeah. probably I think it probably at least especially with the rest of this cast who's been on it 10 years, it probably takes a minute to get confident enough to like get in like to like get in Lala's face. I imagine that's pretty intimidating. <laughs> yeah. But I think she'll get there. 
I hope so. Well, she <laughs> She'll get one... in Lala's face. Oh my God. I can't imagine. <laughs> she was also Allie. a whistleblower at the Abbey noticing, oh, this is weird that Sandoval and Raquel are out at the Abbey at two in the morning on a Wednesday. That's right. Um, so she's, she's, she's got her spidey senses. They're tingling. All she has to do is just whisper that and it, and it goes like wildfire, you know, she's like Mm -hmm. starting the flame without having, catching any flack. Totally. Well, and also, so Tom went on Billy Lee's comedy podcast. I guess Billy Lee is affiliated with Polly Shore, which I don't know what's going on there, but, um, so jam the van is Polly Shore's like podcast umbrella. And so Billy Lee's new pod is is an offshoot of that. And it was really chaotic. It wasn't, it was like um, Gen Z comedians kind of just discovering, you know, humor about uh, dildos and stuff. And it's like, I lived through the 90s, you know, but I don't think because they didn't. I think they're just kind of starting to like watch you know, Adam Sandler movies for the first time or get into right, so, like quoting Borat and like Exactly. So everyone's gotta kinda come into and out of that phase on their own. So more power to them. Uh it was mostly just Billy Lee kind of kissing Tom Sandoval's ass. Um he did mention the girlfriend Victoria, girlfriend, whatever, his friend Victoria, who's a model who dated Leo and I'm sure Sandoval's very PR. important part of that yeah. that his PR wanted to get out like she dated Leo guys like yeah. Sandoval's just as hot <laughs> that now that's a that's a that's a leap right there for sure I know I know <laughs> they also played fuck Mary kill and I'm just honestly getting so sick of people in the Bravo space playing this game with the same people over and over and over again you know what I mean like it's right. now Countess Luann's cabaret show is F Mary kill and I feel like once that happens it's done. <laughs> it's on the way out. It's done. We're done with it. Countess Luann closes the door behind her, guys. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So not a ton of great stuff from the pod. I'm sure that the information that I've gotten through after shows and podcasts will leak its way into our conversation naturally. But um, it was a lot of work. Michelle, did you listen to any of the VPR pods this week? I well, I listened to I listened to it delayed. I listened to Raquel's reaction to the VPR episode, um, which was interesting. She yeah. she does yeah, and she does feel like like she is working on herself. She absolutely is like more than maybe anybody else is on this whole show. But she is working on herself, you know. And um, yeah, she sounds she she doesn't sound like it's making her have a meltdown or anything. She sounds pretty even with it. I don't know. It's interesting just to hear her perspective on it. Like she was definitely shocked that Lala called her or texted her on camera or voice memo. Right. But I, I think I would have kind of assumed that if I were Raquel. Yeah. She the doesn't have but. the best like decision. Like she doesn't seem to know what's going on. I think she just kind of listens to other people and then she's like, okay, I'll do that. You know, yeah. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because she should have come back to That's the show. Saying. If you want to recap the episodes, come back to the show. Like, yeah, what do you, make the money. What are you right, doing? She's gonna I, run out of. She's gonna run out of insider information pretty quickly. Totally. She's just not. And on that's the show all anyone's anymore. listening for anyway. Is is that? Right. I don't really need to hear like her bring psychologists on and talk. I don't. I don't know if I need that. Yeah. No. I'll still probably yeah. listen. No. Nah. <laughs> 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 I'm. I have a problem. So. Anyway, 
Let's get into the episode. Once again, we begin in the center of hell, the War of the Roses house that is Tom and Ariana's Studio City <laughs> nightmare. Um, oh my God. I did love the- Detention. The, the the editors got the uh, the toilet flush of Sandoval coming out of the bathroom as his intro this week. <laughs> I, think I did. I feel like the editors should get points for that. That's a really good point. <laughs> Shaded by the editing team. <laughs> the in, like because the implication is there is you hear the flush but you don't hear the sync run. So oh totally, yeah, you know, you're right. He also one came out so awkward, and he, you know he's thinking right. in his mind like they're not going to use this. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then we meet Anne, sweet Anne, justice for God Anne. bless Anne. Wow. Um, have you guys ever, and it, it really made me think like I used to do some pretty shitty assistant work. Have you, either of you guys ever been an assistant? Like what would you do in this situation if you had to do I actually answer? was an assistant for a couple that got married and divorced while I worked for them. Tell us more. And it was. Um, and their wedding was in Italy. So I planned the whole wedding without speaking Italian, um, and get there and they get into a giant argument on, um, their wedding night or the night before the wedding, screaming at each other in this villa. Everyone can hear by the way. And I am like playing mediator being like, remember you guys are getting married tomorrow. (laughs) Like it was such a nightmare. Actually two of the, uh, in one of our other leagues, the Graham's next daddy's league, two of those people people I made friends with because of this wedding. Um, it was intense. And then after they, they broke up and they got divorced, I ended up having to just like ferry their dogs back and forth to them for like joint custody and like deliver alimony checks. It was like a whole thing. I can't like, so I totally feel for Anne in this situation because you know, you, are just in the middle of a nightmare situation where both of them are going to be petty. Both of them are going to argue and they're going to complain to you. And like, you are definitely not getting paid enough for it. <laughs> like it's not, right. you know, well, she probably, I think she, I think she took that. I think she probably took that gig before Scandival happened at the beginning. Oh, sure. It probably yeah. seemed like a relatively cherry gig. Oh, I, sure. I doubt she knew it would spiral this hard. <laughs> There's just nothing worse than dealing with like a couple wire on the rock when they're oh on the rocks. Like that's I just, know. Well, and I listened to her podcast and it was interesting because my initial um, download of Anne when I saw her on TV was like, oh, she seems so kind of like meek and um, like a sweet, small, you know, kind of person. And no, turns out she's like an improv comedy person, a Gen Z improv comedy person. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And so anyway, on her podcast, she was talking about the fact that, yes, yeah, she was working for Tom for a while before this broke and she always loved Ariana. And so how uncomfortable it was for her to kind of be in the middle of this and watching it all go down. And she's since resigned as Tom's assistant, but now breaking news, she's Ariana's assistant, which to me is just the yeah. same Is job. that true? Yeah. Incredible. Not today online too. <laughs> Isn't that just the same job? I love it, but better, but better. Yeah, like, I guess better. Um, yeah, and paying her more, hopefully. <laughs> and Tom yeah. will have to put the batteries in himself now. <laughs> right. Get the pens all alone and the batteries. He didn't get those, he didn't get those pens. No, she even said, <laughs> "I." that's my here. job. <laughs> like, that's my job. That's what yeah. his assistant does. <laughs> typical, typical half-truth. Typical Sandoval, Sandalai. 
Sandy all of Anne's reactions too in the scene are amazing. Like all of her, like um, <laughs> like uh, I know, no, yeah. <laughs> well, knowing it, what we know now, that she's like that she's an improv comedian. She probably was like trying to hold back a bunch of zingers that she didn't want to. <laughs> well, I mean, didn't she's taking improv comedy seriously. <laughs> well, as we used to in that household, there's no other option. And now I think, oh, she's yeah. in on the joke. Like maybe she was playing up being awkward. You know what Maybe. I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. it it really changed things in my brain when I found that out. Good for her yeah. if so, you know? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And they talk a little bit about Tom going to special forces. And I just want to discuss this because he has this whole thing of like, I, you know, I went to punish myself, man. And it's like, you went to New Zealand to like carry around <laughs> heavy rocks for six days on national television and get paid for it. Like, that's not a punishment. A punishment would have been stay home, deal with the house, deal with the bar, pick up, clean up your mess. But he ran away. And it's just infuriating, infuriating. I think he really, I think he likes to say penance through punishment. Like, he loved that line. You could tell he liked it. Like, I think that's all this is about. It sounds right. Like, 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 uh, like the phrase, my very presence annoys her. Sometimes one just like gets in his head. And you just use yes. that over and over. He does love, he's a big repeater. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, yeah. where's yeah. Peter? <laughs> okay. I where know. Is Peter? He was like in a brief flashback. He did appear in like just, just a flashback in Schwartz's house. I wonder if whoever has Peter should be allowed to trade him for Anne because I feel like Anne is going to be on. I the have Peter. Peter. Oh, you have Peter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you're doing just fine. The last, like the last, I feel like the last we saw of Peter, he was on. He like went on a couple of dates with Raquel. <laughs> it's the last right? we ever saw of him. Yeah, and then Skeva, and then we never saw him again. I don't know what happened the to pony him. Pony started and he never finished. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, did we get any points in this scene? He basically asked her to have the party. Which let's talk about the party. I mean, what do you guys think? To me, that is a nomination for most unhinged in an episode. Absolutely. Is just thinking that that you should be allowed to have a party in this house just a mere months after all of this happened. Yeah, and also you just came back home, and you're like, "This, let's go party." <laughs> what? No. And I think um, on the after show, Katie brought up the best point. She's like, or Ariana, she's like, he has a bar. Yeah, he owns a bar. Go somewhere else. Yeah, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's allowed in it. Didn't they say that in this, like when he was talking to Schwartz, that he's kind of not allowed to go in it. He has Tom Tom. Tom. He he, he He knows people with bars. He could go to Jackson Studio City and sing all the karaoke (laughs) he fucking wants. But what do you think, Matt, from a male perspective? (laughs) Do you think yeah. that was like a reasonable request? Um, well, it's uh yeah, I mean, okay, in a vacuum, sure it's a reasonable request, but they're not in a vacuum. I think like the the thing that's unreasonable is that he's refusing to leave the house or sell the house. And that makes yes. and that creates like a chain reaction where everything that every every action from then on feels unreasonable. Sure. He should be able to have a party because it's his house, but it shouldn't be his house. They should just sell it. So make the money. Right. And he's acting like it's her that's being stubborn, but really he's being, cause she's like, fine, let's sell the house. She's not saying I want to keep it. She's just like, I don't want you to keep it. And I can understand that. Oh yeah. Well, I was going (laughs) to say, we don't know how much he offered 
to buy her out for. He said like three million, which has got to be bullshit because he also said that his account There's is no overdrawn. Way. So you you're overdrawn and you can't afford all these bills because Ariana doesn't pay the mortgage, but you have three million to toss her for the house. Like I don't believe it. Look, Ariana is a deadbeat, and that means that he has to go live out his rock star dreams, and he doesn't appreciate <laughs> anybody challenging him on that. This is out of survival. It's true. You know? He was saying that it was fun. We were talking about when he was when he was when he was delivering all that to Schwartz, um, and saying like, "Oh, well, she won't you know, like you know she won't pay." It. And I was like, "Well, okay." On the surface, once again, like on the surface, this sounds reasonable. However, there's only one thing I definitely know for sure about Sandoval, and it's he's a liar. So I yeah. don't believe you. I don't like whatever you're saying. Maybe it's partly true, but I don't believe you. This is definitely a thing that he needs people to believe because he brings it up first in this confessional, this first confessional that he does. It's the first time he like floats this like, you know, how hard it is, this gaslighting of like, oh, Schwartz talked shit about me and it hurt my feelings. And that's why right. we're not close, you know? So he's, this is the gaslighting begun. Like that's what he's mad about is Schwartz talk right. shit about him. So he has to engineer of why that's not okay. Right. And then we learn, and then like, I mean, I'm skipping ahead to the end, but then we, I mean, we learn the actual truth from Ariana, which is like, yeah, that's partly true. The problem is he's just asking her for random amounts of money. Right. <laughs> And like 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 the rest of us, she doesn't believe him because he's like yeah, and he's like I have to get an accountant for that to add up bills and just add up bills to send her the email that (laughs) just forward the email, dude. (laughs) Since it's mind boggling, but also I just want to just like a brief mention of his um, women's Zara jacket that he's wearing, you know, in that confessional. This will be this will be my one like Sandoval compliment but i i thought that jacket looked pretty good on him i like that did jacket. you think it was fresh you liked <laughs> I it i thought it was kind of fresh yeah i don't remember it so i'm gonna stay out of this <laughs> it's like a it's like a it's like a woven like a wool green blazer thing he basically just thinks he's harry styles that's all he really just, does in his head that's who he is that's you know? true yes very much so yeah was were there any major point scores or losses in in that first scene um, because he had the confessional and also the talk with, with Anne and it was kind of bouncing back and forth. He, we did learn some things like he got power move points, uh, for the white noise machine. Oh, also white noise machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Power move, you so know, funny. just putting it on. So, um, he gets points for that. Um, oh, and also I gave him power move points for putting her license plate on. That was weird. <laughs> That's a, that was interesting. Cause it's like when you're with somebody like Mike does that for me, right? My husband, like if those come in the mail, he'll go and put them on my car. We won't even have a discussion. Right. Like I think a lot of guys would kind of do that. So I feel like he's trying to be like, don't you miss me and the things I do? Like he's trying know? to do the thing that he always does where he's like, Oh, I put, you know, I, I make her a dumpling yeah. latte every day. And it's like, as if that excuses things, you know, it's like just making a latte and putting tags on a car is not a good man <laughs> make, sir. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Really weird behavior. It's very upsetting. <laughs> okay. So next we have, this is just a tiny scene, but Lisa's getting ready of the closure of pump because the rent is too high and she doesn't want Ken to be traipsing around West Hollywood when he's 80. But like Ken will be traipsing around West Hollywood 
<laughs> like for the rest of time, like as an apparition forever and always, Ken and Jiggy in a white suit will be walking Santa Monica mm. Boulevard forever and always. Preach. Absolutely. And I, I take great comfort Absolutely. in that. Uh, Matt actually has a story about uh, Jiggy and Ken. Uh, oh, well, here. we were at, well, yeah, I mean, I love Ken. Ken's a dream. He, well, we were, where were we? We were in, we were in West Hollywood. Course. for halloween because west hollywood halloween jumps off and everybody goes nuts and there's a big party all in the street and we went there one year and ken was like up on stage and we were pretty far back in the crowd i was surprised he heard us but we were far back in the crowd and and um my wife yells to him she goes ken where's jiggy and he like turns to the crowd and doesn't even i don't even know if he knew where to look but he just goes jiggy's at home and that's <laughs> Now that's our like catchphrase for Jiggy's Ken. Jiggy still with us at this point? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jiggy was still with us at this point. This was a couple of years ago. Okay. Jiggy's yeah, she's yelling it right now. Jiggy's at home. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good team name. Jiggy's yes. at home, yeah. <laughs> Next season. Uh, that's great. You know, your wife really seems to have a way with these these people. It's like there's a sense of something where she's always in the mix. She's always finding yeah. Ken. Or a, a yeah. lion in the wild. It's really beautiful. She's got a, yeah, she's got a spider sense of like uh, Bravo liberties. She. <laughs> it's a gift. What was our, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, what was our most, we saw, we saw someone at the, at the, um, oh God, I'm blanking now. Lisa and Ken, you guys saw recently at the. She saw Lisa and Ken for sure at. Um, S- at Edward a, Scissorhands. At Edward musical. Scissorhands, the musical. The, yeah. And she, she chatted him up. She had seen, I think the first time she met Lisa was um, a friend of hers had a birthday party or had a, like had a birthday and, and Sarah took her to pump and, um, and Lisa was there and, and Sarah like got Lisa to come over to the table and like say happy birthday. And she was very sweet. She was very kind. Um, we basically just she... need to take Sarah with us everywhere when we go to West Hollywood and we never know mm-hmm. who we're going to meet. You mean all the yeah, time? That, you mean how often we're going out on in West Hollywood? Every single how time. often we do that? Always we do it yeah. so often, so many times. I remember who it was now. I remember who I was thinking of. We we saw Heather. Du- we met and saw Heather Dubrow at the uh, Melrose Trading Post. Did she have the bangs? We oh, that's right. Bangs or no bangs? Did she? Have, she had no bangs. I don't Ask think. Sarah. This was pretty recent. This was like a month ago. <laughs> well, right. Very she just cut bangs at the reunion. Yeah, Sarah. Did Heather Dubrow have bangs when you met her? No, they were pulled back because she was about to go work out. Okay. Okay. So she could have had bangs, yeah. but it's like, okay, that's important information. Thank yeah. you. God, yeah. boots on the ground. Also, on the also ground. very sweet. Boots on the ground. Also very sweet woman. She was very nice. She complimented my baby. Oh, Aww. well, it's hard not to compliment that adorable cherub yeah. of a child. We're sad Pump was closing because Pump was the place where we we went um, and we it was one of the first restaurants we took our baby to. She was like nine oh. months old, maybe, and we sat her in the chair. And the uh, the waitress at Pump came and unironically gave her a menu, like handed <laughs> handed my nine year old a menu. It was like, let me know, I'll be right back. <laughs> nine month old handed my nine month old a menu. Incredible photo of the menu that is larger than the baby sitting in yeah. front of. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> Such a great... Like she was going to order a pumptini or something. Rest in peace to pump, man. Yeah. I know. We had a good time there. We we did. They actually had a not bad margarita. 
I, I is blood orange. I don't know. I got hammered at that place. Um, yes, you did. I know. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. Okay. So <laughs> we have, but this was like, you know, there was um, for this scene, the pump scene, uh, there were, you know, Lisa and Ken both lose points because they shuttered a business. Oh, so that's right. They both lose points, but they do gain a lot in like she gives a speech and, yeah. you know, they're hosting an event and like, so they are gaining, they are kind of neutralizing the loss of the business. Right. right. Yeah. What in. they lack, they really make up for in spades. So real quick, Jason, Tom's friend comes over Ugh. to his house. And I wanted to ask you guys, what are, what are your vibes about this guy? Because from my, from what I can tell, he seems like the ultimate. It feels like there's a Saltburn situation happening here. That's that's my intuition. I don't know if you guys have seen Saltburn, but it's kind of like <laughs> no. a talented Mr. Ripley energy that's going on. Where I think this man is a charlatan. Stay away from that bathtub, Jason. Exactly. Since it's a Saltburn scenario. Thank you. Don't I'm glad you that you can. That. Under, I'm glad that you got the reference. But basically, like I, <laughs> he manages the band. I'm pretty sure the band was his idea. He also does the podcast. Pretty sure the podcast was his idea. So it's like. There's something going on. We need to talk about Jason. Well, also, like something to notice in that scene that I noticed was that um, when she told him Ariana can't doesn't want to like have the party and she'll call the cops and stuff. None of the vocal reactions to that were from Sandoval. Everything was from Jason. He was like, wait, that doesn't seem right. Oh, yeah. What do you mean you can't have a party here? Like, yeah, that's crazy. And, and like, I think maybe Sandoval would have been like, maybe, I don't know, maybe he would have kept pushing. Maybe this was the plan all along to like have this guy do it. But this guy feels like he lives right up Sandoval's asshole. You think, like, you think, right you think Sandoval's, there. you think Sandoval's yeah. coaching him? Like he coached, like he coached Raquel <laughs> before I the reunion? Have, I think he's just choosing people that he knows want to live up his asshole and he doesn't need to coach because I think that it's like, he just wants to surround himself with people, with yes people, with people who kiss his ass and anyone who gives him honesty, which is why I think he was like, Ariana was so mean to me. And it's like, she's just being a normal person who isn't telling you that the sun shines out of your asshole every five seconds. She belittles him, you guys. She belittled him, you guys. You don't yeah. even know. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> she, she belittled dude, him. She dude. belittled him. Right? Come on, dude. She did. Made me feel like <laughs> big, dude. dude. Do you think it's interesting, though, that like – that Tom doesn't say anything and he just lets this guy do the work for him. It's, it's, it's like villain shit straight up. <laughs> like, Classic Tom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell him Jason. I'm going to tell my friend Jason to tell my assistant Anne to tell Ariana, <laughs> shut up. We're going to do it anyway. We're just having the party. Deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the, I don't know what the relationship is between Sandoval and Jason and, and the band, but like, I don't know. It does kind of, it does occur to me that like this man, Jason is like le- kind of legitimately like sort of on his payroll a little bit as his manager of his band, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. His well, that's rock. why Jason's got to keep this guy happy. Cause this is his like, you know, <laughs> right. his, the way that. up the way to the top is Tom's imagine that like your way to the top is Tom Sandoval. Hey, get know? it where you can rough, get it. Rough stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get in where you fit in. Well, you know, I mean, we all know where that road leads. It's, it's look, just look at present day Tom Schwartz. 
Right. Yeah. We know where that we know you don't want to end up like that. But Tom <laughs> Schwartz has so much that he did not earn. Like he is the king of he's Forrest Gump. He's just falls ass backwards <laughs> into fame and fortune and money and all these things. And even when he goes, we'll get into the the house tour, which I thought was funny, but he's like jealous, you know, of James's house. But you know, Tom Schwartz didn't earn a house. He shouldn't have a house. What what has he ever done? At all. He can't even bartend. <laughs> Famously, even Jax could do that job and you can't do that job. Well, you know what? I mean, he I guess if you're if you're if you're looking at it in terms of like what what he not necessarily like what he has on like a skill level, but what he has on like a a, a, a what's valuable level. Yeah. He did have like, I mean, at least before he had like a charm and a likability and a and a marketability and it's just all smashed to pieces. I think he still does. I have a soft spot for Schwartz personally. That's my toxic trait, but I do still feel like Schwartz is charming and I do still want to give him things for free, but I can acknowledge that he has not earned any of it. Hey, you know, I, I like Schwartz. I mean, we could we could talk. I mean, I, I'm not trying to I want to I want to maintain the, the storyline of the episode. I mean, we can also hop around, whatever. <laughs> Schwartz to me was easily like the the like most sort of like interesting part of this episode, watching him and I don't know, man, I find him to be like just unbelievably tragic as a character. Yeah, he is. He really is rough. It's rough watching him interact with Sandoval. It's ru- it was really rough and I this is one of my I I don't we're not doing awards yet. You can say your nominations as they come up. I can just say them as they come up. Yeah, if your nominations okay. come up in a scene, you could be like, "That's a nomination for me for that." If you want. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, this this was, I mean, this was. I was thinking a lot about my award for most unhinged, but I think it's probably Schwartz's choice to attend Sandoval's birthday party instead of going to emo night with Sheena. That really, it kind of broke my heart a little That's bit. That's a good nomination. I'm, like, I'm going to add it to He's just going uh, right. He, he like, even though I know he had his, he had his big boy moment and he told Sandoval off a little bit. He just went right. He just went crawling right back to him. He's a battered woman. We've, we, it's true. It's never he's a battered woman, he's a battered woman but is, not by, is. but not by Katie, by Sandoval. Exactly. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. And there, this it, man cost him everything. It cost his loyalty to this man cost him his wife, his home, his business, all of his friends, yeah. his reputation. Yeah. And, and like good for him, him for loose. continuing to like he's trying, but then he has those little slip ups where he like chooses Tom, you know? It's yeah, hard. Breakups are hard. It's hard to get to to separate yourself and I think that like I, I I have this in my notes later, but we can just say it now that like I do think that Sandoval is the kind of person it, it it makes sense and it goes into the Jason thing of like he does want people around him that just have positive things to say about him and never take any kind of issue, you know, whatever. So it makes sense that Schwartz is the best friend that he's chosen. And now Schwartz has his kindness has been taken advantage of for so long to the point where, like you just said, he's lost his house. His bar is struggling. He's hitched his wagon to somebody who just could not care less and drove right off of a cliff. And Schwartz ends that scene with them together like, well, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do what's best for me, which he's not. But it's nice that he said that. But like Sandoval takes that as a real slight. 
You know, like he really does in the after show, he's like, that was so cold. But the thing is, is when you treat nice people this way, this is why the world is fucked up because we're nice. And then somebody (laughs) screws us over and we're like, okay, I guess, I guess I shouldn't ride for this person. Maybe I shouldn't ride for anybody. Maybe my judgment is off. So now I'm going to become a self-centered asshole too. I got to play into the game that everyone's playing and it divides all of us. So this is like, what happens? It's fucking terrible. It's a tragic yeah. cycle, man. Narcissists will wreck your life, you know, for yeah. sure. And and Tom Sandoval is the most classic narcissist. Like I know that word gets thrown a lot around a lot, but he really is. He doesn't give a shit about anyone but himself. That's it. That is it. No matter what, he has his own back. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he thinks he's having someone else's back, it's in service of himself. Always. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard, I mean, I've heard like people, you know, people have said too, they're like, well, you know, Schwartz doesn't really have any other, doesn't have any other options at the moment. Like nobody's filming with him. Like he kind of needs a storyline and, and Sandoval, but like Sheena gave, Sheena gave him an in, man. Sheena gave him a, an olive branch. She offered, she invited him to email. Go with Sheena. Go with Shishu. You're right. She's fun. Yeah. Always go with Shishu. That's just good life. Advice. Always go with Shishu. <laughs> it's truly. If nothing else, you'll get to see uh, like some drama because drama always pops off at, at Sheena's birthdays or album drops or whatever. Yeah. I love Sheena's little machine gun laugh that she has. The like, <laughs> you know, like she's, I, she really brings so much joy <laughs> to the show she's so silly absolutely (laughs) she's the heart yeah well we'll get into emo light later but the so lala and ariana get smoothies and lala for the first time in her history on television she's like being a voice of reason playing devil's advocate but in a very odd way so what do you guys think about the house situation what what are your opinions about who should leave why they're not leaving what do you guys think about the house Oh, you know, it's, I feel like for what one, I get it, right? Like I get it. I get like her, she had a line. I think it's in this, in this scene. She's like, if you break the house, you don't get to keep it. Right. Um, And I agree with that, you know, like, why do you want him to like, why would I want him to just be able to have this house that he's done all this work on and that we've built and, and then just me move out. And like, I see where Lala's coming from in that, like, she like, I had to move. I had to do all of this stuff. It is different though, when you actually financially own the house and then you would also maybe have to pay all the other stuff in another apartment. Like I definitely get it, but also, um, Ariana could be taking some advice from Lala. Like it's kind of surprising to me, like how closed off she is to like not listen to the experience of a good friend of hers to be like, well, how did you deal with this? Like she doesn't seem interested or like that it relates at all. And so, and I think that just pisses Lala off. Cause she's like, all I want is some recognition for the shit that I'm going through. Like, and even if it is a little different, there's got to be ways that Ariana can see the similarities. I mean, I personally, I think I've said this before, I would be out so fast, like get me out whatever I need to do. Um, saying that, I bet you Sandoval is not being very easy about the money situation and part of it, like what's fair, like, you know, all the upgrades he did to the house, like, is he counting all that? Or is he like, no, I paid for these things. So I don't have to pay you money. You know, like who knows the petty, stupid arguments they get into. I did notice though that 
once Tom Sandoval was back on this episode, um, Ariana is far more petty. She will resort to gaslighting even, which she does in the scene about Daniel. And, you know, and I think Lala kind of brought up the best question. What was, how does Dan feel about all this? Like, how's your boyfriend feel? Like the, like the fact that that is not really being discussed first and foremost by Ariana. It's way more about the pettiness of getting back to him. It's not like, well, my current, the guy that, that I could see myself maybe possibly who knows potentially having babies with, I don't know, maybe Tom's was a bad partner. That's why I felt that way. It had nothing to do with me. It's all Tom. Like that felt very gaslighty and very like she is him being around changes her, um, like her energy and what she emits and puts out into the world. I don't know, in a very long roundabout answer, I would sell the house, but, <laughs> but I kind of get it and I see where Lala's coming from. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think we, we, you know, we talked about it a little bit before I, first of all, I think I can't imagine there's any way on earth that Sandoval is just offering her a check for $3 million. There's no, no way. way that's not no realistic no i mean no. maybe it's like maybe it's like okay the house is worth three million i'll give you half of that minus you know the equity that's in it already minus taxes and fees minus a bunch of other stuff so i i don't know i i think like there's only one real like logical end game here and it's to sell the house and split the profit totally obviously tom won't do that but and i think we know like it's not in the show because it just happened recently but i think it it sort of like has reached its logical conclusion, which is that she has now sued him to get right. a ju- to get a judge to force them to do that because that's the only it's the only real option. They also took out um, a HELOC, like a home equity line of credit on the house, like that she co-signed for. Like that's an extra that's a second mortgage. Right. Like when the when everything drops, so like. There's so much more on the line than the way he's making it sound. Like it's like writing a fucking check. Like, yeah, no way, no way. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, like, of course, yeah, she's definitely being petty, and I think, um, yeah. kind of openly, like, I think she would even admit, like, she's definitely being petty. She's even sort of like, even when she was being rude to Anne, I was like, I feel like she's she's being rude to Anne, but I feel like she's kind of just doing this for the cameras. We have to go back and talk about that moment for a second when she's like, I'm just going to keep existing in my own home like I always do. And then like f- flips her sunglasses down and leaves. Right. Like, that wasn't for Anne. That was, that was for us at home. That was for the camera <laughs> for sure. Yeah, 100%. And I do think that um, that she's played the grown up with them for so long that she's like, okay, you know what? Like that's gotten me nothing. So I'm going to play your petty little bullshit childish games too and see how you like it when somebody acts the way and i i'm i don't have the stamina for that kind of psychological yeah. warfare but i respect it and i i get it um i don't think i would be able to act that way but i totally see wanting to just be like you know what i'm done being the bigger person that's gotten me nothing and i'm certainly not going to sacrifice now my own peace of mind to make this man's life easier like i'm over it um which I get. But I also would probably, if I was on this show, I would probably end up being the Lala, just asking, why do you want to call the cops? Like, isn't this making your life harder? And the answer is yes, yeah. but I, it's worth it to me. And that's like, what, you know what I mean? Like, yes, it is. And it's <laughs> worth it. And I'm loving it. Yeah. I mean, I think about, like, I think about that scene a little bit through the filter of, cause they taught, they bring that up again in the after show and Lala gets into it again. Lala's opinion seems to be that 
Ariana should let Tom buy her out and just bounce. Um, because she's like, Tom will never leave. And I, but I also kind of, I also kind of agree with like, well, why, why does he get to be a baby like that? And she doesn't. She also did make a really good point where she said, you're underestimating the kind of person Tom is like, he's, he gets off on this. Like, this is, this is just foreplay for him. He's like, oh, I mean, and narcissists love toppling someone. It's one of their favorite things. So he's just like, yeah, this is awesome for him. I would have taken the hotel room and I would see how far I could, I could take the fact that he wanted this house. Like if you're going to be petty, I would try to squeeze that fucking orange dry. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll take the hotel room. And you know what? Like you want me out of here? Why don't you just put me up at like the Roosevelt for a couple weeks? No problem. Rack up rooms service invite people low like i would just kind of take him for all he's worth at that point you want the house that bad and then it's like oh you don't want to pay for me to live at the roosevelt anymore let's sell the house you know it's like those are the two choices (laughs) yeah actually you you have a good point that's a much better game i i agree (laughs) i'll tell you one thing if i'm if i'm one of their neighbors in valley village i am pulling so hard for ariana to keep that house because the last thing i need is like a bunch of frat parties going in my neighborhood. Galaxy lights shining in your bedroom at all hours of the night. Yeah. I much prefer homebody Ariana as my neighbor. Yeah. 100%. So then we get to the pump party points for Ken, Ken, every episode you just, you're going to get Ken walking up, getting points. There he is. Do you notice the giant line outside of pump? Like who are these true psychopaths just waiting all day long in a line to get in to like maybe get a glimpse of Ken. What's happening? Yeah, I noticed that too. Like I was like, how, when is I ever, when have I ever driven past pump and ever seen it pop in like this? Like ever. <laughs> I mean, one of the things, one of the things I'll just say is like, first of all, parking in West Hollywood is a nightmare. And yeah. so there's a decent chance that at least half that line will just bail before they get in. <laughs> That's what had like when Tom like I remember like Tom Tom my wife and I went like opening night and we were in that line we were in a line like that wow for maybe like twenty minutes or so and then we were like I'm not I'm not doing this let's go <laughs> let's leave so part I think part of it is just like you know showing up maybe we'll get in we'll stand this line for a little bit let's see if it's moving quickly and then we'll go but, yeah that's a good point I and know. and I think a lot of people are like maybe there'll be cameras um, I'll get to have yeah. a Ben Simpson cameo in the background. <laughs> you never do know. I do have a friend. You who, never know. I do have a friend who went on and, and, and actually got to be in the restaurant and they told him what to order. And they were like, order the cheesecake or whatever. And so he, or the berry crumble and he ordered it and then he had to pay for it. <laughs> He's like, I don't want that. And they're like, just order it for the show. Like, you know, she's going to ask you what dessert <laughs> is good. And then you just order the berry crumble or whatever. And then they made him pay for it. And I thought that was great. That's amazing. Yeah, that. <laughs> Shout out Ryan Bailey. Oh man. yeah so everybody comes up to pump we've got a lot of style points matt what do you feel now we've talked at great length to the point where i had to cut some of it out of the last episode what what we think about everybody's style mainly katie's confusing wardrobe choices but how do you feel about the pumper's style in general um, well, in general, I, I don't know if I can make a sweeping generalization about their style. They all have kind of their own. I do have some, I do have some opinions about a few of them. Like Katie, I mean, Katie's obviously dressing for power. 
Like she's like, she's like retaking her power. She's, she's like, you know, shed the, the dead weight of Schwartz and is like, Put on you some know, mesh. Putting, putting out a power. She looked good this episode. She's doing she like good. a 90s Demi Moore thing, like a like a wet 90s mesh top is her vibe right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red lip. Yeah. yeah, she looked great. Um, Sandoval, I think, continues to dress like cocaine snidely whiplash. I don't know why, because like <laughs> it's definitely not helping me like be on his side more. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm not always like in on uh, like on Lala's team, but I have always said like I do find her very fashionable i don't think everybody could pull off those looks that she does but i think her style is creative i think it's like adventurous she takes risks like she's got bold looks i think she's the most stylish one it's very lala current emo night with just like i i did a side bang that that's her like anytime there's a costume party or a theme of any kind lala does not do it remember she came to like a snow theme, but she was like a hiker who fell. And everyone's like, what's, what is it? And she's like, I was a hiker and I fell down. And, and it's like, wait, and so I think that's I what I'm talking about. Big swings. Yeah, she she takes big swings. Lala does Lala. She's not going to conform to your, your theme. She dresses how she wants. And then For she sure. makes what she's wearing fit your theme. And I really respect that. Totally. Yeah. Same. I do too. <laughs> I will say, I yeah. like since we're talking about since we're talking about style and we're talking about um, the pump party. Um, my wife Sarah and I did have our our vote for the Vale Award for best background acting, and it's I have this written down here: the sexy young man in the ropper standing behind Lisa during her goodbye totally. speech. <laughs> very present. I don't know how we'd yeah. be able to score him. Would yes. he be? Would he be friends? Like, who would get the point for that if he won that category? I guess he's friends. and I mean, he, I, I think it's probably a, a decent guess that he's a friend and family of sure, somebody. Sure, sure. I missed him. <laughs> God damn it. Watch this show three times and I still miss things. He's standing right behind Lisa while she's giving uh, yeah. her speech. Oh, yes, like, yes. He's, he's, that, yes, I do. He's wearing that. like a romper, a romper for guys, like a romp him. I but remember. like a deep plunging neckline. <laughs> I <love laughs> You need to trademark that immediately. <laughs> uh, you, you do need to make romp him. Yeah. Thing. Romp him. Yeah. yeah. God. And it sounds like aggressive too. It's really good. I Yeah. <laughs> Open a romp him store in WeHo, please. Yeah, that might have won best line sure. of the episode of this of the podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else anyone wants to say about that pump party? Just the points got uh, for for former cast in flashbacks. So they, right. they racked up some points. There were some points. And we got the flashback of Tom working the bar the first night and now working again, closing night. He's grown. He doesn't have a panic grown. attack being behind a bar He doesn't now. have a panic attack anymore when he tries to make a martini. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's only making one. When, you know? when he came up to talk to Lisa and all the girls just got up and left, that was... That was cold. Oh my God. Katie just ready to be pissed about it. She's just like, we should leave. Yeah. <laughs> the moment he walks out. They're so good at mean girling, I will say. Oh yeah. Okay. Next we're with Sheena in the stew um, with Brock. Brock thinks that recording studios are American, which I thought that was really funny. Like they definitely have recording studios all over the world. Oh, wait, wait, For one sure. second. Yeah. One second. Something um, I want to mention was that Lisa gives um, Lisa gives uh, Schwartz advice, yes. but in her confessional, um, she defends Sandoval. 
she like she tries to say and that I just wanted to talk about that for a second and how you guys felt about that because it was like the demise of Schwartz and Sandy's maybe Schwartz isn't taking enough responsibility and that, um, you know, Sandoval didn't know what he was doing. Like he wasn't thinking, I think is her quote. And it was like, yeah. what are you re-? like? That was one of the first times I've been a little disappointed in LVP. There. Oh, one I was of the like, first times. Wow. I'm yeah. I'm one like, of my first times. Oh, I'm a Stan. I find to be disappointed yeah. in her often, but yeah, I I now I feel I feel that from from our past discussions. I get it. But like, yeah, she definitely defended him and I was like, why? It's, it's difficult. How are you gaslighting fucking Schwartz right now? Don't make him think this is his fault. It's difficult for me to decipher how Lisa feels for real about any of this. True. I do think she's like first and foremost a businesswoman yeah. and she is in business with the Toms. Like even if they only own 5% of Tom Tom, like their name is on the door and she does own that place. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that that at least, and I think, I, I mean, I don't think she took them like under her wing for no reason. I think she legitimately liked them and, and saw like some potential in them. So it's probably, I think, I think she probably sees them the same way. Like, you know, your, your, your parents do when you're a teenager and you get arrested and they're like, (laughs) they're like, I'm really disappointed in you, but I, I, you know, I still love you. Obviously she has, I'm still tethered to you. Yeah. She has low expectations (laughs) for the men. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I see that. Anyway, just wanted a brief little mention of that. Yes. Yes. And there were points gotten for points gotten and lost in that scene for sure. Yes, yes. Um, and then, yeah, so we're with Shishu in the, in the Stew Stew. And uh, I, I, it is the, the turn for Sheena to be uh, remixing her 10-year-old song into a screamo uh, hit when Sheena is 100% never listened to that kind of music in her entire life. <laughs> and it's, like, very Sheena to just be like, oh, this is cool. Like, okay, we're doing this now. Like, I love the emo. And she even says the emo music at one point. <laughs> and you know that Katie, as her- Music Kills Kate, was, like, who's the only one who listens to this kind of music, was so mad to be, like, the after afterthought of, like, do you want to come with us? You know she was so mad about that. Like, this is my thing, guys. Music killed me. She's still mad about it. She's still mad about it, for sure. <laughs> emo Screamo was, was so good for me when she said that. She's like, we're going to do, like, an emo Screamo version. <laughs> what? Her describing went- emo music was one of the greatest explanations <laughs> of emo music that's ever been yeah. made. Because you can be You're proud like- of stuck in a happy place. <laughs> I mean. I love Shishu. Pretty legit, honestly. Yeah, I love her. I love her too. I, it's it's as someone who listened to a lot of screamo as a teen. Yeah, same. Pretty legit description. I, well, I was more into emo than screamo, but I definitely was like getting down to dashboard confessional and bright eyes. Like all yeah. of it was very much my For sure. shit. I can't help it. Um, they also do a flashback to that sex tape slash music video that Sheena did with Brett. I forgot about that one. I'd completely forgotten about it, and then I died laughing. It was, it's so right. embarrassing. So intense. <laughs> right, because I remembered the story, like, because the storyline was that that dude, that guy who's in the video with her, who was on the show very briefly, yeah. um, she was, like, trying to hook up with him, and he wasn't really into it, and she, like, wrangled him into her music video. <laughs> Didn't he call her middle-aged? 
he like came on her podcast and he's like, so how do you feel being divorced and middle-aged? And she was like, excuse me? Get out. Get out. <laughs> she was still trying to fuck even at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I was so glad that we got a, a little um, reminder of that. Though. I miss yeah. single Sheena. She was a wild. She was wild. I, I, she always wanted to be like a bachelorette, and I'm sad that I hope that there's an alternate universe somewhere where we got Sheena as the bachelorette, or she just having her own like Rock of Love, Flavor of Love style show, Flavor of Sheena, and that we could just watch her date like desperate for attention, you know, Macters for thirty episodes. God, oh man, huge. God, I wish you would have been a development executive in that time. That would have been massive. I know. It's wow. Everyone else. Was you wild. got it. One of the first, the first contests to see who can hang a TV the fastest. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> how how fast do you think you could hang a TV, Matt? Um, not fast. Not fast. What if it doesn't have to stay on the wall? Fast, <laughs> yeah, really fast. Okay, you and Brock both. Then. <laughs> How cute is Brock in this scene, though? Because he's like just so enamored with Sheena in the recording booth. Yeah. It's so funny to me. It's, he's really pumping her up. I like that. He is pumping her up. No, I just, I, I just think that, like, to me, I get very, I and Brock is on my team, um, but I, like to me, Brock is very much a red flag these days. Like the way that he reacted to her OCD, and then yes, he, oh yeah, but that. I also think he wants to be a kept man. Like I think he's like, yes, baby, make that money. I don't want to work. I, that's the energy I get from oh. Brock. I think from like when he was pumping her up in the studio. Yeah, I think he's like he's sugar baby. Yeah, baby, make that money. Yeah, which is a really sugar think baby. About that. No problem. I don't really think about it that way. That could be dark. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the OCD thing, like the baby thing, the OCD thing, like that's that's just a tough. It's a tough situation. Like it's, and especially because I mean, Summer Moon's like what two now? Like two and a half, yeah, maybe even. Like so, it's been. It's, I'm I'm sure it's been going on a while. Um, it's yeah, it's a hard thing. Like we, I mean, I, like you know, we have we have a a a sixteen month old. Um, and Sarah's dealt with that stuff and I've dealt with it too. I mean, not as much, but like, yeah, intrusive thoughts and like being stressed about like, I don't even want to take this baby out because like, who, like there's all kinds of horrible things that can happen out in the world. Like I, I understand that. Um, it's stressful. Did you yell at her and ask her why she's so triggered when your <laughs> wife was dealing with that painful <laughs> Mental I don't think I issue. did that. And I definitely didn't, I definitely didn't do it like with her mom and also a random stranger sitting in the room. Well, we're going to get into um, that. That's one of Sheena's like best friends. Well, so I don't like, <laughs> we're going to get okay, into Okay. Yeah. But she like, I mean, she came over to, she came over to babysit, right? Like she came there to babysit and got caught up in, in like yes. a void. But we are, well, okay. We're in one the studio scene still. behind, but I do want to get into that. Let's put a pin in that for a second. Cause we are at the bar where the okay. Toms meet for non-alcoholic beers, Sandoval gives Schwartz some shoes. Um, do, do are there points for gifts? Yes, yeah, that's how Schwartz got the style category leader this week because he's Mister Gift. We did. I mean, I think the big thing is just like him sort of just abusing and gaslighting his face off. You know, that's all he's doing is gaslighting, and he does. You know, I think. We, I don't think we've said it on the podcast, but we did change the points where you, you get points in the scandal category for gaslighting. So he gets points for that. Uh, powerful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's straight. Like, I mean, 
props to props to Schwartz for saying I think what needed to be said, I, and and like for calling Sandoval out on that thing he does where he's like he'll apologize, but there's always a qualifier. There's always a like I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. Um, but he does say sorry three times, and then he gets uh, Schwartz gets like double. He gets like bonus points every time he says the word. Oh, so right. Schwartz capitalized a lot on the scene, but he for also. Sure had to apologize uh sandoval like made him apologize for saying that super offensive term about how he was living out his rock star dream right for going on jax's podcast it's really offensive i know of all the things that you've done like you think that that's the worst this is the thing about sandoval is he's like in his mind the only kind of repercussions that he wants to experience is going on special forces and like Maybe one person talking shit about him once on a podcast, but like people putting his name on cakes is out of line. Like anything else is just completely out of line, a complete injustice to him. And I know that like Nick Vile asked him, do you feel like a victim? And he said no, but 100% he feels victimized by this situation. For sure. Does not take ownership that he created it. He's like, all this is happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think like now that the like I, I think now that like the his his kind of like real nature is is kind of has been on full display. It's so hard for him to hide the fact that he's just not sorry. No. Whether yeah. he says it or not, he's he's just not sorry and you can no. tell. It feels like no. the men on this show are all jockeying for best worst person you know what i mean it's like i'm a little bit better than you like Jax was a, like tom always got off on that he was like better than jacks right that was the the baseline like well I, at least i'm not jacks and now tom and now james right. is doing it too where he's like i'm better than sandoval now and like they're all just kind of like who's gonna win like best worst guy in the group it's yeah crazy. we've we, we've we've talked a little bit about that and and it kind of is like a uh, a reality show thing in general, which is like, I think you look, I mean, far be it for me to say that, that TJ James Kennedy is a faultless person. He's, he's done a lot of, he's done a lot of bad things. There's a part where I think James can get away with a lot more because James is kind of legitimately funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whereas Sandoval is not like Sandoval's jokes don't land. They're not that fun. James is funny. And so that gives you a lot more leeway. I agree. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's yep, go back to so we're we're with Sheena and like I don't know how how long did it take you guys to put together that that girl Summer Moon's new nanny is the Tory that makes out with Katie and Schwartz this season. <gasps> oh, oh, for me right away because I have her on my Matt, team. Matt didn't get it until right now. For me, just now in this moment, <laughs> I had oh. no idea. Oh my god, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I know. Sheena brought her who's in. Watching, who's watching Summer Moon while she's out making out with all these people? Sheena's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Who I guess can't put her in and out of the crib, but can do everything else. I didn't get that either. That was weird. Rheumatoid Just need you here to put the baby in and out of That's the crib. That's all I That's need it. you for. <laughs> but I do know that Sheena has been trying to get her sister, Courtney, on the show for years. And that her sister is like not into it. And so I sort of feel like this is a little constructed 
to me, it feels like um, when you do IVF and you put in like a bunch of babies and you hope like you get one baby and then your Octomom, I think that's what happened here where she like planted the seed with like all like whoever was single, like who can I make out with? Because Sheena's probably like, this is how you get on the show. You have to get into a relationship with somebody. That's how um, anyone who gets on from the outside gets in. And so she probably just put the feelers out to like everybody and she got two fish. <laughs> <laughs> and like i mean honestly like the two fish that really like like could not be more more drama with those two fish she lucked out it's like reality tv lottery yeah <laughs> not bad yeah. tori I love that um, that we learn so much about Tori right away. We learn that she's, you know, Sheena trusts her with her life. And she's known her since she was 16. They're basically best friends. Best and, friends. you know. What did she friends. say about, remember, what, what did she say about Raquel? She said all that same stuff. She's like, yeah. I would trust Raquel with my life. Yeah. In my you know? bed. With my husband. Yep. <laughs> she's not the best judge of she's, character. Girl, you got to like <laughs> just dive into that trust tree so quick. So quick. And we learned that um, that she's a burgeoning musician who also a fellow musician, Sheena, and um, she's putting her acting career on the back burner. I love that. I'm taking a break from acting to just focus on music. Mm. Nice. Maybe I'll, maybe so I'll put good. that as an award for best line because <laughs> it's a pretty good line. It's pretty great. Um, yeah. And oh, and I will say she's great with Summer Moon. She's so cute. Like, she really loves, you know, Summer Moon, or at least she's putting it on for the cameras. And, you know, she looks like a good little nanny. Sure. Maybe. And Tori's on your team, Absolutely. Michelle. Yeah. Did she get I'm points for, for Did you notice when they were all fighting around her, she was just kind of staring into space? She was, yeah. like, disassociating yeah. from her body. <laughs> didn't bat an eye. She only got points for showing up. That's it. She didn't do anything else. Do you guys, like, fight with your mother-in-law? I don't. No. That's weird, right? No. no. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. Be very it's very strange. It's one of those things where, like, it's not like even if you win that fight, you didn't win anything. Like, it's no, not. Worth it'll it. come back and bite you. It'll come it's back like, on you. I've gotten into arguments with my father-in-law. Like, you know, he's called me a liability. Um, he's, he's like, <laughs> he says he is like Larry David. Um, as a real person um anyway but he's he he's constantly says terrible things um and i've gotten into it with him and every time it's just not worth it right. it's just not worth right. it uh, it's like aftershocks of an earthquake and then i have to deal with it later so that was really right. surprising for me to see that and also he, he was just like yelling right back he's like why are you so triggered like why are you mad bro <laughs> like, what was that like i can't <laughs> imagine getting into an argument with my entire family there and 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 you know somebody I'm um, interviewing and a camera crew. <laughs> to, a camera they know how to make good TV. Triggered is a weird word for him to use too. I I don't know. Why are you so triggered? Why are you so triggered? Now you got me looking at him sideways a little bit. Um. Okay, so I'm sure that there were a lot of points gotten in that because there were families involved. There were tears. There were flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. There was talk mm -hmm. of therapy. Even the yep. mom talked of therapy, so the mom, the family, got points for therapy talk. Okay, like, great. Yeah, there was some good points in that scene. Uh, okay, so Schwartz comes to James and Allie's house, and he gives them a house tour. And my favorite thing about the James's version of a house tour is just naming things in the home. So he's like. 
uh, couch, dining table, big ass bathroom, <laughs> huge shower. And it's, it was just so funny to me to hear him uh, just naming things in the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bathroom. Yeah. He's a yeah. couch. Like, <laughs> thank yeah. you. I see that that's a couch. I don't need a tour. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't, ge- don't want to generalize. That might be a dude thing. Cause I've been accused of doing that exact same thing where I like show, I'll like show up. I'm just supposed to show a space to someone and I kind of blank and I'm like, that's a chair. That's a TV that I watch my shows yeah, on. This is where we sleep. Welcome. This is bed. <laughs> I, uh, I loved that um, that he made Schwartz take his shoes off and that he lit a candle on the piano. Like he's taking home ownership very seriously. Oh, yeah. Very. You know, he, he very much cares about his space, about the Valley. I don't know if we got all this stuff about the Valley, but Valley enthusiast James Kennedy is my favorite. Oh, yeah. James Kennedy so far. Absolutely. Um, he loves being in, in Burbank like everyone does that moves there. So he's 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 stoked. Um and the birth chart is amazing. Like Allie gets points for starting an astrology business. It's really hello on, with a website. It really is such a good idea because it's a space that is is fruitful for the community as far as the fans of these shows, and it's something that like she can charge a premium for, and it's there's zero overhead, so it's not like she has to make yeah. you know shirts by spring summer. She is ready to go. You know what I mean. And today she was Absolutely. on um, um, astrology.com or horoscope.com, like one of the main like Instagram pages. Um, and she was like doing their like live because it's a new moon today. So I'm sure she's getting paid for that kind of thing too. Like they probably love it. They're probably like, yeah. oh, cool. Like a TV star is wants to talk about this. Yeah. Like they're, they're probably stupid. Well, yeah. And props to her for using the show for, for free marketing. Very smart. Yep. It's very smart. And you even, I think we even talked about like on our chat thread, somebody looked it up and she's booked. Like she's booked out. Yep. We think, or, or she never filled that part of the website out yet. We could be. (laughs) said on Sheena's podcast that she's going to every month, she'll be like, go live with like new appointments and then they all get booked and then she'll Mm. go live kind of thing. And she's like, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. She's like, I'm really grateful, but I can only do so many a day. So I, that's the only problem with that kind of a service business is that it's hard to scale. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't want her skincare product. Like I don't want Whitney Rose beauty. I want a personalized (laughs) reading. So I think she's going to end up just paying, like it'll price us out. She'll be, end up charging an obscene amount for those readings. I know. I think right now she's 195, which, you know, you know, is still pricey, but it's a whole birth chart reading. You know, I I can read my birth chart, but also I kind of want her to read my birth chart. Yeah. You know, I think, I think I still want it. I, I, she's got good energy. I, I loved her reading the Schwartz having a triple Libra or more Libra than he's ever, she's ever seen in a chart that really tracked for me. That made perfect sense. Yeah, I was looking up um, all of his placements because I screen capped it and looked up his rising and everything. And um, he's a Leo rising and his Venus and Libra, that's going to be like gift giving stuff. Wait, I have the same. I'm also a Libra sun, Libra Venus, Leo rising, but I have a Virgo moon. But that's three similar things that I have with Schwartz. Do I come on? Am I like Schwartz? <laughs> Well, oh, no. I don't, I mean, you haven't like, you know, treated Katie Maloney bad. Never. So I don't think so. Well, I've talked some shit, but I edited a lot of it out. <laughs> How's your plant game? Is it? Honestly, really good. I turned my camera off, but if yeah. you could only see, I have an obscene. Um, I'm There you go. 
Do you have pet bugs? Not willingly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like to give gifts, that's going to be your Venus and Libra. And if um, diplomatic diplomatic conversations are going to be like the Mercury and Libra. So being able to like see both sides of everything. Um, and then Saturn and Libra is being prone to domination. So that's going to definitely be the Sandoval stuff and even Katie. Um, and then he's got uh, Neptune and Sagittarius, which is unusual passions, like the bugs, the plants, like just, you know, him just, he's just kind of a weirdo. Um, and then Mars and Sagittarius is like bursts of restless gusto where he'll, he might like get um, impatient or, you know, that might be like where he cheats and where he's cheated on Katie in the past or, or whatever. So anyway, ask me anything. I am, I totally looked his whole birth chart up. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did that. That's the kind of stuff we need because I do, I mean, you're right. You were right to say that like Allie's done, Allie's done her homework with these people and she's seeing like, what's going to work? What's going to not work? I kind of love that. I do too. Like, and I also love that she was like, how to put this nicely. I think Schwartz needs some direction. So I'm going to run his birth chart. Like that made me love her. I was like, you know what? You are my favorite character now. I feel like she's got a kind heart. She does. I feel like, I feel like Ali legit has a kind heart, which is not a common thing on a reality show. That's true. I agree. That's true. Which is why just I worry about her future involvement, but maybe she'll be able to just kind of be in there without being too in there. I mean, she might be, she might be perfect. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. In the sweet spot. I just think like when it comes to James Kennedy, I just, I think she can fix him, you know? <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> I really she has. <laughs> maybe she has. She got, yeah. She kind of has. Yeah. So they get a text from, well, James gets a text from Tom Schwartz and he says his name at least two times, full name. So there were definitely points given there. And uh, does he say the full yes, name he or says does it he twice. just say Sandoval? He says it twice, Tom Sandoval. He goes, I'm Good getting a text catch. from Tom Sandoval. Yes, look, it's Tom Sandoval. <laughs> he says it twice. Oh, I'm so glad you caught it. I will fix that in the points. The full name thing is kind of like, you know, the they, like, they kind of, I feel like they they tend to say the full names of the Toms because that's how you differentiate them. Yeah. They say Schwartz a lot. They just go to his last name, but Tom Sandoval yeah. definitely gets the full name treatment a lot. Dom Zandoval. <laughs> and this is where, oh, you know what James says? It really is like, like little in this scene, but he, he's like, oh, I just want to go and like teepee the house. And he goes, it's the menace in me. And I was like, that's a great quote. Yeah. I love this is the menace in me. I do too. James's dark passenger. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, that makes me miss Stassi. Um, do, you guys, do you guys pay attention to the transition music, all the music on this show? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. I don't know about the music. I mean, I definitely like the I they do those big sweeping shots of LA that are like blown out with color and stuff. Well, and they always kind of like, set the music to whatever. So like before emo night, they do kind of like a like a like a free music version of an emo song that like AI created yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it's all very like you go totally. girl, I'm going to get it tonight. It's just very funny the <laughs> um the music on this show. Didn't know if anyone else was noticing it. I noticed like um, in the first episode, they the first song was something that I heard the lyrics and I was like, oh, the music supervisor is really, you know, doing the work. They're, they, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think at this point they are just having AI make create music for these and, you know, good, good on them. Um, everyone gets ready for yep. emo night slash Sandoval's 
birthday, which also could be called emo night because it was one of the saddest birthday parties I've seen in a while. Truly. Truly. Uh, so, okay. So we're at Tom's birthday party and one of oh my, my nominees God. for best line is, this is like the first time I'm having a birthday where I'm not drinking. I do have some mushroom chocolates. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I loved it. I'm pretty sure that Tom got a hold of some bad mushrooms and that's kind of where – because his eyes have turned crazy. Like he didn't used to look so crazy. Yeah. You know, he almost looks like cartoonish. I think he had some bad drugs a couple years ago. I'm not joking. <laughs> he may have gone off the deep end. But yeah, that this birthday party is wow. Wow. Like just losers and coworkers. Upsetting. You know? It's upsetting to watch. It's really <laughs> upsetting to watch. Like the whole like I can feel the bad energy through the television. Oh my god. Truly. And Billy Lee shows just up finally. So we got a She Billie got Lee. some she got no points. She like zeroed herself oh. out because she like shows up, but then she shows up for Tom Sandoval. Yeah. So she lost. Also, she's a, a little bit of a contender for um, best background because like what did, was she? She's on for? my list as best background because she is a character yeah. that can get points and she was truly just kind of there. She didn't say anything like for somebody who was like such a main part of the cast a while ago like it to have her be just kind of there yeah. it was so she bizarre. entertains like a sandoval story at one point like wow that's crazy but like that's kind of it <laughs> that's it yeah she's best contender for that for me and also in this scene would be the girl in the leg breaks <laughs> like she gets a lot of camera time yeah and she's always like right behind sandoval like right there um, and I don't, she didn't get names, but I would count her as a friend category because she's just. The guy that later corners James, Brett from Pump, trying to get really in the mix, talking shit about Kate. Oh, Katie's pushed me out of the friend group. And James is like not giving him the time of day. But I feel like the Vanderpump adjacent people are so interesting because like they're all kind of trying to get on the show, but they, and they all yeah. have tea and they're kind of trying to like, how do I get, what's my moment into this show? It's fascinating to watch. They're all climbing yeah. up it. Yeah, it is. It is really fascinating. James Kennedy though, with that mass shade moment, he shaded everyone at the party and earns like 30 some points just in shade because he shades everybody, everyone, all of the friends that had been named, like got the lower third Chiron, there had been seven at that moment when he says the, the who's who line. And he, and so he gets points for shading all of them. That was definitely a high contender for me for best line. Scorched earth. Yeah. Best line. Yeah. What's the full line? It's like a who's who. Like who the fuck the are these like people? like a who's who. Like who the fuck are these people? <laughs> This is exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. James Kennedy is funny, and I will forgive a lot if you I are agree. funny. I agree. Tom, you used to be the coolest guy in the block. Now what? No, now look. <laughs> I love that. He's so happy with his, like, I have a house now. I have a pool. I don't need your pool parties, mate. Um, it's so funny. I do want to say but before we get fully into that awkward conversation between them that when Sandoval brings the cake – and he's like, oh, does it say Sandoval's a liar? Like jokingly. But then he opens it up and it's like, uh, you're happy you're 40 again or whatever, which is kind of saying like you're a liar. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of a <laughs> sneaky way of being like, oh, yeah, you're 40 again, huh? 
My favorite lie about Sandoval is that, or that he's said is that his birthday is on Jan or uh, what was it? July 7th, 7, 7, because that sounded cooler. So not only did he lie about the birth year so that he would join Vanderpump rules at 29 instead of 30, he also lied about the day and he changed it. Apparently his birthday is on July 1st, but he changed it to 7, 7 because that's cool. That's what I'm talking about. A lie that for the lowest stakes, for no reason. For no reason. It's my favorite. (laughs) I read that on Reddit. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to spread the rumor for sure. Do it. Absolutely spread it. That's what what these podcasts are for. But it was a great dig by Schwartz. Schwartz got got points for for shading Sandoval, for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, I think the, you know, I, I said it before, but seeing, seeing Schwartz not only show up at that party, but show up like with, with like stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good nomination down, for but... most unhinged. Uh, you're, you're right there. Yeah. I feel like he had, he, yeah, I feel like his life had, I feel like he could have taken two paths in that yeah. moment. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> a real, I know Tom's party. Yeah. He chose poorly. Like, uh. Like Indiana Jones, and now he's just now he's going to turn into a skeleton. I can feel it. It's happening. Yeah. Well, he's he is going to go blonde, so it's TBD on that. That's right, Dad Bod Ken. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dad Bod Ken is definitely going to be a contender when that whenever that episode is on. God, Michelle, you're yeah. really going to rack up these fucking best line points every week. It's very frustrating. I know. And like he and this like birthday party just handed him like a mass shade on a silver platter. Like he was just ready to go. He gobbled it all up. Well, <laughs> Allie waiting in the car is my favorite thing ever. We talked about it at the top, but that was so funny. Respect. She's like, I got my phone. Don't even tell him I'm out here. Like it was so funny to me. <laughs> also, like, can we talk about that parking job? Like, who parks like that? What was that? Like he just pulls up in the driveway, like right off of a major street in Burbank. It's not like it's like just down some, it's like right there. Like you can't park like that. Like what was that? But Allie, I mean, she's cool, man. She supports women. I respect yeah, she's it. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> she is a great. woman supporting women. Women. So James comes in with like a very crazy energy. Um, that <laughs> and and then I was reminded that Tom is on mushrooms. And I was like, oh yeah, like what a wild thing to be at your birthday party on mushrooms with cameras. And then like James Kennedy comes in, like kind of puffed up and like, hey, what's up? Yeah, what's up? You want to sit down? Okay, let's talk. Right. And it was like I'm here to do one thing and that's he's it. He's also looking for something from Sandoval that he's not going to get. Like he's not going to get yeah. the kind of reaction and apology that he wants. And yeah, you can tell that Sandoval is also really feeling his energy. And so he goes into like, what's up, man? Oh yeah. You want to talk? No problem. Like being all sweet guy. I hate it. I do too. It's so smarmy and icky. And you're just like, oh God. And he's just like, I think he's also kind of being like, this is my house. Like, come on. Like he's trying like overcompensating for the fact that it isn't just his house. It just feels gross. Start giving a tour. This is a chair. Yeah. (laughs) Remember when their house had no furniture for like uh, two years? Forever. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. They spent a lot of money on that furniture too. Like that stuff is not cheap. You got to factor that in if you're going to buy her out. That's the thing too, is I think she picked all the, well, I'm sure she didn't pick everything because he doesn't seem like someone who would let anyone pick anything ever, but. Oh yeah. 
I will say, so when they sit down and James is like, well, you know, are you sorry for betraying me? Like, yeah, like the ultimate betrayal. The ultimate, like the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> and like he even smiles at the end when he says it. Like he even knows that he is like making a TV show. and Dropping a catchphrase, doing a 100%. button. 100%. <laughs> He's so good at it. And I, I love that like how obsessed Tom Sandoval is with the whole Kristen thing and the with my, with my condoms. Like that's such a big deal is that he used his condoms. Yeah. It's just it's, it's just a little thing that he can use. It's just like a it's just a weapon. It's just a tool for him to be like, "Oh yeah, Andy, like his right. whole argument is you did this to me, and so it's okay that I do it to you." Is so crazy, especially like 10 years. It's there's so many layers to it. Like ugh, God, Right. I, I mean, it. James made a good point about it in the after show, which is like I mean, A, they're not the same situation. We all know this. Everybody knows that, like, Sandoval and Kristen's relationship was a sham. But also, like, you can't bring it up because, like, it's been 10 years and there's no way you've been mad about it this whole time. There's no way. You're you not got mad over about it. it. Yeah, well, that's why it. I wish that James wouldn't just go, I'm not even entertaining this and get up because somebody does need to just say, like, in a very straight way, like, yes, you're right. I did do that and it was fucked up of me and it was 10 years ago and I thought that we've moved past it by then and we've made up, haven't we? And then wait for Sandoval to go, yes. Okay. So can we focus on what's happening now and can we talk about this for a second? And like, I acknowledge what you just said. I acknowledge you. I hear you. Because people, it's like you need to be taught that this is how you do it properly. You know what I mean? And when 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 James just gets up and is like, I'm not entertaining this, then Tom gets to sit and go, yeah, see, because I was right. It's like that, yeah, you better leave. You know, like that's the energy. And it just feeds the fucking monster. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I guess that's that's assuming that that Sandoval will just say yes and mm-hmm. let him speak his piece. I don't know if that's the case. In we, my all know experience, Tom's, we all know Tom's moves, which is just talk over everyone until they give up. That's the thing. Like in my experience with fighting with a narcissist, like all they're going to do is be like, oh yes, like this is great. You're trying to talk sense into me. Now I'm going to start yelling. Right. Like they will, they'll just flip, flip the it. script and that, now they're mad about something else. Like, yeah, like that was a classic nar- and, and calling James a narcissist. I know. <laughs> like in that um but you know james got points for storming out james Mm -hmm. got points for fielding apologies um you know for denying and shutting down an apology he got points for that um that was like just such a huge point gaining scene for him he did a great job like kind of you know just on on for our game (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was happy as as james kennedy on my team yeah, I uh, I have Lala, and it wasn't a great week for for Lala and I. We were not in the episode very much. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to say the last moment of the episode where James pees on oh the God. bush, and he asks, "Is it illegal to piss on someone's bush?" And Ali says, Ugh. "No, James, it's Ariana's bush too." That's Ariana's bush too. That's my vote for best line for Mine sure. Mine is that that is I love that line as okay, well. Okay, well let's should we get into the awards? Yeah. Does anyone have any other final thoughts it. on this episode before we close it out to the awards? Mm, I think that's I think that's it for me. What about you, um, Matt? That's I don't have anything off the top yeah. of my head. We're just touching them all. We're touching it all. Um, Okay, so the Stasi Award for best line of the episode. 
Okay, so for me, my vote for this award is gonna have to go to uh, it's a who's who. Like, who the fuck are you people? I mean, it definitely permeated social media the most. That's for sure. It is kind of the best line. But yeah. what do you guys think? What's your vote? I mean, I think it's the best line as well, personally. Uh, you know, my I, I you know I, I said it before. My vote is for it's Ariana's Bush too. I loved yeah. the delivery. I loved the soft delivery of it. I, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to switch my vote. I'm going to vote for that as well. Let's give yeah, Allie the it's point a good for one. that. Otherwise, James is going to rack it all up yeah. too. And I think I think hers really does contend for it. It is. It was so funny, and it was the perfect way to end the episode. And it like. Okay, yeah. so let's give Allie yeah. five points solid, for that. Michelle, wow. add that to wherever okay. you need to add it. I will add And it. then the good old Kristen Jody Award for most unhinged behavior. We've got Sandoval even wanting to have a birthday party just a few months after all this went down. Uh, Lala, to me, this was one thing that we didn't address, but Lala just telling Ariana to tell the assistant that she hopes Tom has the best time at his birthday seemed very unhinged and very like read a room. If somebody said that to her about Randall, she would have shot them in the face. I want him to have the best time. The best time and do awesome shooters and just soak up each other's awesomeness. (laughs) Exactly. We've got Ariana drinking a Red Bull and vodka. Which was in, which made me shudder. <laughs> Very yeah. Intense. What else did you say while we were talking? I forgot to write it down. It was Schwartz. My vote. Yeah, I mean, my vote. I don't know if it's it's like maybe it's not necessarily unhinged. Isn't the best word for it, but like Schwartz choosing Sandoval's birthday party over emo night with Sheena. No, that's. I think uh, that does horrible. Count. It's a good nomination. Um, we said James Kennedy peeing on the bush at the end of the episode. I mean, that was wild for what it's worth ariana's bedroom is pretty i agree i talk about it every episode (laughs) really stressed me out like i was like please man i know you're busy i know you're dancing with the stars but like (laughs) no i agree also though how like i feel like i would also be the same way like i would sort of really think about it and i was like i would probably be just throwing shit at this house as well and not being like like she might be more of a psychopath if it was clean you know, like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, too clean. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom's bedroom I mean, was gross too. It's just like I don't know, guys. Come on, it was a lot going on. It does give me anxiety yeah. every time I see it. Um, yeah. But I think for this one, I, I I might agree with Matt that I I like giving it to Schwartz for choosing the Sandoval party over emo night because he did get there after their set, which seems not cool. Oh, he he ended up going? He showed up at emo night, remember? And he was like, uh, oh. oh, I missed it? And she's like, yeah, we went on at 10. <laughs> like, it's a, Which means he must have... Oh, so he went He went to... Uh, yeah, I must have missed that. So he went to Sandoval's first and then emo night after, but missed yes. their set. And he was wearing when eyeliner he... at Sandoval's. Unbelievable. Because Sandoval called him out. When did he say he missed the set? He got to emo night because they were kind of cutting between the birthday party and emo night. And so he showed up um, like while James, cause he wasn't there when James was there. So I think he had left by the time it was weird though, because James and Allie seemed like they went early before emo night. Right. I don't know. The timeline was confusing, but they do show up and he's like, Oh, I missed it. And Sheena's like, yep. Like she seemed kind of pissed. I don't remember that at all. I'm going to have to go back. Also like, you know, the, the way that I have to watch this thing too. And like, I definitely probably have like five strokes watching. So no, it's hard hard to do it when you're taking notes and stuff. It's like a whole different thing. But I guess, yeah, my, 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 I guess my, I guess my, my argument stands because, you know, 
he didn't show up when it mattered to email. I, I've, I'll vote for that. I'll give Schwartz the point. What do you think, Michelle? I I don't know. I don't know. I kind of um I think peeing on the bush is pretty fucking crazy. I think James has <laughs> enough I think, points. I think I do think James has enough points. I'm just saying that is, you know, it's two against one anyway, so Schwartz will win it. But I'm gonna advocate James peeing on a bush. I I, I also win I see what you're and saying. Tom Sandoval yeah, was even yeah, like, yeah. he thinks that's weird. Like, I push in my piss in my own bushes all the time. Like, men love to pee in the bushes. Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I would say is the white noise machine, like getting it and having that around. Right, because like, you're paranoid crazy. about people listening to what that you was, say in your room. Crazy. That's pretty unhinged. Like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would say true. Sandoval. Over all Schwartz. Right, let's give it to Schwartz. Schwartz. Okay, Schwartz. See? Okay, and then the Vail Award for Best Background, uh, Billy Lee – Ken and the the romper man. What what were we calling it? A man suit? No, a romp, a romp him. him. Yeah, the romp <laughs> him. Romp, <laughs> romp him, man. There was somebody else. The oh, the girl in the leg brace. Leg brace girl. That's, that's <laughs> my girl. Like, she was so there all the time. Like her face. I'm like, who? What? Why is she always next to him? <laughs> and she did have a moment where they talked about knees. So. <laughs> I must have missed that. Um, I'm yeah. going to vote for Billy Lee because I feel like let's give her a let's give her some points. Let's get her on the board. Let's throw her a bone. All right, but that's what she wants. That's what Billy Lee wants. She does. <laughs> I mean, my vote was the romp him man, but I, I look, look. I think these are these are all these are all great options. Romp here. him man maybe should win because he he really did give us something special. It's hard to stand out amongst a crowd like that. He did. He did. I wouldn't know exactly how to categorize him, though. I think anyone would be friend of cast if they're not family or former. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I I think it's either Billy Lee. I think Billy Lee is a good contender, too. She's I think gonna, Billy Lee is a good... She's going to lose a lot of points in the future. Yeah, I mean, she definitely, like... <laughs> I, I definitely noticed when she showed up to Sandoval's birthday party. I was not She surprised. does light up a room. And you notice that she didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She was there. She was in a she very strange outfit too. I was like, "What? That's what you're wearing, huh?" Okay. No, I yeah. mean, but like nobody did it. Like the vibes were in shambles at that party. Like nobody. <laughs> the vibes were certainly in shambles. Um, okay, we're <laughs> wrapping up. So, okay, Vale Award. Should we just go ahead and give it to Billy? Where we throw Billy a bone? Yeah, let's yeah. Throw and Billy then a bone. the Laura Lee um, Award for taking the most shit. What do you guys think? I mean, really, it's Anne, but I don't know. <laughs> it's Anne. Like I can't imagine anyone like that's Anne. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, mile. would we give that to friend of cast for Anne? I don't know because I wasn't having co. I mean, we could just give it to that category, but they won't be getting points for. Anne. I think people's assistants should be part of a category because we are going to see probably Lala's assistant. Yeah. So I feel like have we had an assistant show up yet? This is yeah. The first so why one, not right? just give it to friend? So we could just put her in the category. Yeah. That means though I need to go back and score the episode for Anne. So I will I'll add in Anne's yeah, I'll add in her scenes. Unless you just want to do it with the bonus points. Whatever you think, I trust you. Okay. We'll we'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. We'll we'll post it. I'll put it to friend of cast. We'll count Anne now as friend of cast, guys. Oh, uh, well, just especially because she's she's Ariana's assistant now, I feel like. Yeah. She's making the rounds. I feel like she's yeah. friend of cast for yeah. sure. 
Yeah, I'm going to go back in and I will add Anne's points and we will give Friend of Cast five points. And this is good for them because they got pummeled this episode. They really had a strong showing where they like got so many people on the board and they're like, yes, 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 yes. But then they just got, bam, hit with the scandal points because they were being nice to Sandoval. Well, and if if anyone listening, um, if you're still listening, that's just a beautiful thing. Um, But uh, (laughs) uh, if you are still listening and you want a full point rundown, you can go to thebravogames.com. You can go to our Instagram at thebravogames. And there you will see, well, at the website, you will see a full point breakdown with all the characters, all the leagues, all the teams, anything that you could possibly want is at that website. And you can play along. If you decide that you want to play, you don't have to have been in the first episode or the second episode. You can just jump in right now, like just, you know, draw them out of a hat, like pick one of the main cast and two of the regular, and you can play against our league as we post. Totally. Matt, can't thank you enough for being here. You have been a beautiful, you're really our first guest because Lindsay left very early into our previous episode. So you're really our first real guest that we've, we've gone on the whole journey with. So I just can't thank you enough. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for having me. This is, I mean. A dream come true, would you say? I love it. It's a, it, it's a dream. I mean, every night is VPR night and <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that. I do want to give a quick shout out to, to just the league standings. Um, that, you know, we do have Mercury and Gatorade, our first seed draft, um, uh, picks. They, they're in last place still with Jax and Sandoval on their team. Their villains and babies, um, strategy is not yet paying off, but, you know, we, we know that Sandoval and Jax, uh, are, are soon to be happening for them and putting points on the board. We also had the least extras overtake uh, Raquel Tony El Segreto's third point, place position this week. So there's, you know, also some big movements too for CU Next Tournament. They ended up from the bottom all the way at the top. They're in second place right now. Can you go through them for me really quick of who's now in the lake? Yeah. What is the scorings? What are the rankings? Yeah, so right now, and obviously it'll change when I add Anne's points and also when um, we add the the other bonus things. But um, right now, as it stands, uh, Jax Taylor's fourth nose job is in first with 107. See you next tournament has a hundred. Actually, actually, I think they pulled ahead into a hundred with 110. I think that happened while we were changing points around during the episode. Then we've got current tie now uh, with the least extras and Raquel El Segreto with 92 points each. Sexy, unique team name. You've got 74, followed by the pasta. Actually, no, the pasta is in front of you, 76. Cosmopolitans, uh, you have 69. You're in second to last place now. Um, and Mercury and, Re- and Gatorade is 59. But these scores are going to change a little bit, and I'll post the new ones um, before the episode on Monday. Amazing. Our podcast episode. Love it. Did you guys um, have any things that you took issue with, or are you happy with the way that the points worked this week? I think for me, at least from just a d- designing the the points, they – they're working as I want because I want there to be flips like this where like one team's on top one week and another is, is on the bottom. Like I like it flipping around like cosmopolitans. They were like second place and now, you know, they went down to the bottom. So and same with see you next tournament shot up to the top. And can we just take a moment to like acknowledge that Allie, the astrologer is on Bob team. I'm so happy about it. Like it's great. 
he's he doesn't believe in right. astrology. So well, he works <laughs> for NASA, right? So okay. Yeah. I've offered to be like, you know, a consultant for astrology for them, you know, so that's it's open. It's there if he wants to take it. NASA? Yeah. Your move. <laughs> yep. Call me. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. This has been uh, an unhinged and beautiful time that we've had together. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next, see you next Tuesday. Bye. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> next Tuesday. <laughs>